Welcome to the Crystal O Show, where I teach wellness entrepreneurs how to build a wealthy practice and an abundant life so that they can heal a lot more people. Hello, it's Crystal O'Connor with the Moxie Entrepreneur, and I have a guest for you today you're just going to love. This is a personal friend of mine, and one thing about this guest is that she has got something that most people don't, okay? And I call it charisma, but Donald Trump calls it that rare combination of laid-back charm and razor-sharp execution, which I just love. And she's definitely got something special. Tana Gertz is on the line with me today. She's from season three of The Apprentice. She's been on The Fear Factor, and she was a winner of the Street Smart team from the, the Trump Organization. So, you know, what I like about Tana is that just her charisma and her ability to make things happen, but she thinks like an entrepreneur, and I think it's just kind of this amazing natural part of her that I know those of you that are listening can learn from, okay? You can absorb some of that. And there's one thing I believe, and that is we become what we think we are. So I want Tana today to help you break out of some of your fears that are holding you back. Marketing is so important. You're just stepping up, getting out there, getting more exposure, and really getting your message out there and all these many different ways that I tell you to do it takes a lot out of you, okay? It takes a lot of stepping into the person you're meant to be, okay? So Tana Gertz is on the line right now. Tana, can you hear me? Yes. How are you? I'm good. And she's going to help you all do that. Tana, I have so many questions for you. I don't know where to begin, but, you know, the, I want to just talk about the fun stuff right after that. Okay. You are You are amazing. We all love oh. you. We loved watching you from season three of The Apprentice. Let's just talk about, like, your experience with that and what you had to do to get noticed because you were chosen from over a million apps. I know. It was, it was so crazy. Well, sure. That's the best place to start. I guess it all started from me watching season one and just watching the contestants and watching them do their tasks and thinking that I could do it better because I am an entrepreneur and I learned everything the hard way because we have to jump right in and I'm not about to wait for somebody to actually make it happen for me. I just want to jump in, do it. If I didn't do it right the first time, then I'll correct it and do it right the second. So I just felt like I had a lot of knowledge that I could maybe bring to the table and to the game. So the fact that the prize money was so large, $250,000, I thought that it would be worth it for me to put my business on hold and ask my family if that they'd be okay without mother around for 62 days and give it a shot. And I always knew that they would call me. And the reason why, and when I get interviewed, people say, well, how did you know? And it's because I know, like you described me in such a sweet way, thank you, Crystal, but I always knew I was different and I'm not like everybody else. And that's what I try to teach people is don't find the similarities in yourself. Find the differences in yourself and other people. And so I just decided to make a video, and I made a video where I went into car dealers selling makeup to men for Mother's Day three months in advance. And when people hear that, they're like, why would you do that? I mean, there's so many other videos you could have made. And yes, there was, but they'd all be boring, and they would be average, and I wanted to stand out. Mm -hmm. So I thought I've always been a great saleswoman, regardless of what I'm selling. When I got my earlier start as an entrepreneur, it was always selling something because sales are my skills, and that's what I'm the best at. So I thought at the time I was the number one Mary Kay saleswoman in my unit of 6,000 girls. 
women, I should say, and I thought, well, let me show them how I can sell to what society thinks is the sharks of the sales force, car dealerships, car salesmen, and mm-hmm. let me go have somebody follow me around and prove that I can get all of them to buy from me. Now, I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't. Actually, my sister was my videographer at the first car dealership we went to, and I got kicked out of the Mercedes-Benz dealership because <laughs> they were like, the customers are more interested in your basket than buying these $100,000 cars that you believe. And my sister was mortified, and she said, I can't do this. You're such an embarrassment, Deanna. And at that moment, I read them like, there are leaders, and then there are followers. Mm-hmm. And my sister was a follower. She was looking over her shoulder at who was laughing at me or who was talking about me or, oh, my gosh, the manager's coming and busting her. And it embarrassed her, and she wasn't willing to go the distance, so she quit on me. And I got somebody else to do it, and I'm so thrilled that I did because Mr. Trump and the producer of the show, Mark Burnett, said, find me that girl. And that was the beginning of a complete life-altering experience. And for your listeners, Crystal, we could send them to YouTube if they just want to put in my name, Tana Gertz, and see the Apprentice Audition video, see what I did. And none of that was staged. None of that was scripted. None of that was planned because that's not how I am. I think when people are too calculated or scripted or staged, they're phonies. They're strategic. And some of the best things in life come from just acting and just being you. It was amazing. You know, I watched that video and I was amazed watching it. There was just a lot of energy. Tell me what fears came up. I know that we all have them, some of us less than others, and some of us have worked on breaking past some of our fears. But, you know, getting on national television, it's got to be nerve-wracking. Tell me a little bit about what happened and how nerve-wracking that experience was, being there around Donald. Because he's pretty intense. Yeah, intimidating. he is. Okay, so I got cast with 15 other type A go-getters, driven, highly motivated, highly successful people. In our life, you know, we're dealing with, the biggest fish in the pond or, you know, our friends think we're just so amazing because we're doing stuff or we have our own business. And so we get a lot of out of girls or out of boys, you know, and you feel great about yourself. When you get thrown into, let's just say a business where you're all superstars, you really have to shine. So the level of competition was so fierce and so high. I'd never experienced anything like it. And I just had to realize I'm here for one reason and one reason only. And I just wanted to win. I wanted to win that prize money. I didn't want to work for Trump. I just wanted the prize money and I wanted the personal satisfaction that said, you got what it takes. You know, it was just personal too. And getting there and working with all these people was super stressful. Working around Mr. Trump was highly intimidating because if you make one mistake, you're fired. Like the guy that I went into the boardroom with, he got fired because he's like, well, Dan, I've been a better project manager than you, and my record is 3-0. and And I'm like, no, I beg to differ. Your record is 2-0, and and my record, you know, and then I corrected him. Donald Trump's like, what are you, a liar? You don't know your number? What's wrong with you? And he fired him for just not having a number correct. And that's just one small example of a million times you say the wrong thing or you act the wrong way or you look at someone cross, you're going to get fired. And so he's highly intimidating. But the most intimidating thing of it, which was something that was completely out of my character, was that the other contestants wanted to, like, have you gang up on someone just because they wanted somebody fired because they didn't like them or they thought they were a threat. 
And that wasn't in my personality to just take somebody out because I thought they were threatening. I welcomed the challenge. There was numerous times where, you know, people would call me into the boardroom and say, now I want you to help me gang up against her. And I said, I'm not going to do that. And then I was putting myself at a risk of getting fired. And there was just a lot of, I don't want to say hatred. That's kind of an evil word, but I don't relish negativity. I don't associate with people that are catty, negative, gossipy, mean-spirited. And that was Mm -hmm. what it was like. And and I just didn't do well in that regard, but I just thought, I'll just keep working, keep asking to be project manager, keep convincing the team that I've got to be project manager, and then I'll be the boss, and then they all have to listen to me, and I won't have to deal with all this. So it was tough. But you made it through a lot of many different testings or obstacles. We'll call them obstacles. And then you got to second place, runner-up, right? Yeah. What was one of the hardest things, too, Crystal, you just reminded me, is I had to go through an interview process with four or five CEOs. I mean, of huge corporations, QVC, Domino's, Burger King, some other realty company. I mean, big, big, top-notch executives. And I had to just present myself to them. And they went to Trump and said, I'd hire Tana in a second. And every one of them was like, I'd hire Tana. And you never know what they're looking for. But as I always say to my audiences, just be you. And you can't screw it up mm-hmm. unless the you sucks and you need to <laughs> That's that's what I was going to say next. No, that's if you need help, you're correct. I mean, there's training. I mean, look at what you're doing. Look at what I'm doing. We're helping people tap into their own individual power, and that's great. There's a need for that, but a lot of times people just sit back and go, I'm so awesome. Well, unless your track record says you're super awesome, I'd say personal development can't hurt. It is all about the mind. I believe it because it will stop you or move you forward. It will attract things to you. Well, it's in complete control of everything, I believe. Absolutely. I believe that, too. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've done? Have you always been like this growing up? Have you always had this awareness that I think I know what you're going to ask. I'm not wanting to go down that law of attraction road. That's not Mm -hmm. where I'm going. But what I think I mean is the mental clarity, knowing what you want and knowing how to get it. Have you always been really good at that? I've been very, very driven since my first job was at nine, and we don't have the time for me to get into that, but I bought a neighbor's business. An old man was, well, not old. At the time, I thought he was old. I was nine. He was 45, and he couldn't sell this apparatus for the telephone, and I convinced my parents to let me buy his business, and that was my first case. Oh, yeah, I got what it takes to succeed, and Uh I just loved my own boss. And I said to myself, uh-huh. I'll never, ever, ever work for anyone else if I don't have to. And right. I've always been driven. I've always been self-motivated. But I had obstacles. I'm not saying by any means that my life has been perfect. I've had a lot of bumps. I share my bumps in my presentations with women about noticing the red flags in men and don't think you can change or fix a man because you can't and nor should you have to. And I talk about, you know, my biggest regret is not finishing college because I let someone get me off course, but I take accountability for that. So, I mean, yes, I've always been motivated. I've always been driven. I've always been positive, but I did choose to marry someone who wasn't empowering or wasn't good for me and my greatness. Mm -hmm. He wasn't helping me become better. And so I had a couple of many years, eight to be exact, four dating them, so I guess 12 total, that I got off course, but I did have an awakening where I said, no, this is not the life that I know I was born to live. I always wanted to help people. 
I knew that from a very young age because I have a sister who's learning disabled. And from a young age, I was like wanting to take care of her and make her better and help her and tutor her. So I was, I love nurturing people and helping people. So when I got off the show and had name and face recognition, I thought, wow, I can even be bigger than I already am. What do I want to do with that? And mm-hmm. I thought, wow, I want to help others, mm-hmm. empower others. I want to help children. I want to help women. And I want to help people that want to tap into their own power, whether that be mm-hmm. men, young men, whatever, anybody. I want to help everybody. And I've been blessed to have that all my life, but I work at it, Crystal, as you mm-hmm. know. I read books. I don't get into the television and the fake world of other people's lives. I'm not going to be. Yeah, you've got to be careful about who you shine yourself with. I totally agree. That's what you're saying. And I can easily see, you know, no, I can't see through walls. I'm not saying I have magic skills. I can't see what they're doing, okay, with their time. But sometimes it's quite obvious what they're doing with their time. And, you know, one of the things that you said that's so true, you said you can help people in a bigger way and you've always wanted to help people. I don't want to call it an epidemic because the epidemic sounds negative, but it is the natural desire of women, okay? And I work with a lot of female entrepreneurs with clients, and they always start out saying, I want to help people, I want to help people. So what TV did for you and what your outlook did for you was gave you the ability to not just become bigger, but be- give you more exposure and help people in a bigger way. You could call it universe or God. I like to refer to it as God. God gave you the opportunity. We'll say the opportunity yes, to help yes, people in is. a bigger way. And you, you know, stepped up and you said, I want to do that. And sometimes, so... sometimes that's what it takes. You have to you know what is it that you want. Okay. But you've got to take opportunity. I was going Go to ahead. say that opportunity didn't necessarily fall in your lap though. You started with the desire. You wanted to help people. You knew that that's what you wanted. You definitely, it sounds like, were fueled by freedom. You like freedom. Oh, and, I love freedom and independence. And I mean, I don't like to think that so many of my friends and people that I help walking on eggshells, they don't know if they're going to go into their job and be fired and their whole family and life and everything is dependent on someone else. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. I literally, I cannot wait to wake up every day and hit it, whether that is I market myself in so many different ways, whether that's managing my social media sites and Twitter and Facebook and then, or whether that's I'm going to a networking event or whether that is someone wants to talk to me about a speaking engagement and they want to go to lunch with me and then I'm dressed up differently than everyone else and then people in the restaurant see me, it's huge. Uh, it, it can't end that I can't wait to get through it because there's so much world to get after, but so many mm-hmm. people, what mm-hmm. I was going to say to you when I interrupted you was my friends, a couple of my dear friends on the show keep saying, here are you getting work. It's been eight years, Hannah. Oh, my gosh, when is it going to end? We came home from the show for the phone to ring for opportunities, and they never came. And I waited for a commercial because I got gorgeous teeth. I waited for speaking engagements. And why didn't they come for me? And I go, well, true. I mean, I made it to the end, and so your opportunities are a lot larger. Being on national television for 18 weeks didn't hurt me, but I never stopped. So when I came home, my first opportunity from the show was the Bedazzler commercial, and people said, oh, don't do that. That's sort of a silly thing. I said, silly? Are you kidding me? I'm passionate about Bedazzling. So I just went after it, and then the next thing, yes, and the next thing, you bet, and the next thing, I can do that. Let me add to that, and it never stopped the momentum. And when you get stopped, you get stuck. And my friends go, 
wow, I was on national television and I got nothing out of it, not one material financial gain from that exposure. And I thought, well, you missed the mark. Mm -hmm. Wait for someone to come grab you because... If I did that, you, I would yeah. have 10, 20 opportunities. Honestly, no way. You, you had to turn it into that to something, and you have. And I don't know about your programs because we haven't had a chance to catch up on that, but I know that you've got a popular presentation called The Art of Being Unforgettable. You've written a book, okay, so your passion is to teach children. Your book is called I'm Bigger Can Than This. Oh, I'm bigger than this. And then the talk that you give to the kids is called Love the Skin You're In. So you're helping yes. kids be themselves. So that sounds like a lot of fun. And then tell me what you're doing for entrepreneurs. You have something going well, I on do, right now. I have Catch the Entrepreneurial Spirit. I go to colleges and universities across the country teaching on entrepreneurs to go for it, just letting them know that it's not just in my DNA or your DNA crystal to be successful. It's in every single person's DNA to be successful, but a lot of people don't know that because they've never heard that. A lot of people haven't the luxury that I've had of growing up with parents that have been very encouraging, supportive. They've been very good for me and my self-esteem. Some people don't have that in their life, and they just maybe need a stranger like me to say, you're capable of succeeding. It's all in your hands what you want to do with your life. And so I go all across the countries with that presentation, and I just teach people, you know, to catch that spirit, to, if you want to have a business, go, now is the time. I mean, in America right now, there's not a better time to be an entrepreneur, and I've got programs, and I'm partnering up with banks where it's igniting, it's called Ignite the Passion Within, where I want to ignite people to take action, to start that business today. And then there's going to be a loan officer right there that says, look at how simple it is to fill out this form to get a small business loan. And so with my motivation firing people up right there, right then to take action, they go right to the bank person, and the bank person says, look how easy it is to have your own business. You fill out the form, you hopefully line of credit, and boom, and you just get started now. Maybe next year, now's not the right time. Let me tell you. There's never a right time. There's never a right time. Now, if you have any kind of desire and you're not stepping into it, then there are some fears blocking you. If the desire is there, there's always that the time is now. I, right. I believe if in that. If the desire is there, you go for it. You don't mm -hmm. let anybody get in your way. When I wanted to open up my clothing store and I'm sitting on the fence, oh, I don't know. Do you think people would buy dinner clothes at thrift store prices? You know, or do you think that that would belittle thrift store prices with designer clothes? You know, I was the finalist on the show and listening to other people and their negativity or their doubts because it's their doubts, their fears. And I finally said, you know what? I'm opening up the business. And I told my husband and I told my kids. So I thought, if nothing else, I mean, this isn't in my DNA, but a lot of my friends were like, if I were in your shoes just telling somebody, I maybe would have have to do it so I don't look like a failure. I said, if that's your driving force, then tell people what you're going to do and go do it. You're making yourself be accountable. I mean, don't say something that you're not capable of doing, but if you want to be a baker and you, you make the most amazing cupcakes, I say, go for it. Do it on the weekends. I'm laughing because that's what my 10-year-old does right now. And I encourage her to do it. Yeah, she had sold a couple of cakes. I encourage her to do it, but at the same time, it's like, oh, Lord, she makes the biggest mess of Santa. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kid. That's hard when it's your kid because it's like, oh, can't you do that at your friend's house? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's tough. My daughter, she thought she was a baker, too. She thought she was the cake boss, you know, in the female yeah. form over here. And we had to buy all the colors and buy all the oh order God. outer things to put the frosting on. Oh, yeah. Like, listen, we're all getting fat, me included. You do something better. Oh, my gosh. But I see what you're saying, about. though. Just just do it. Get started. And I think the earlier the better. I know that for a fact because I used to sell things door-to-door as a kid. I think I just yeah. naturally, you know, oh, I want that. So, you know, mom and dad's not going to hand it to me. Right. And, I, you know, I wasn't really handed a whole lot. So I just went and did it. Hell, I cleaned That's houses. Me too. I had a paper route. So that creativity started early. It wasn't such a new concept for me to be entrepreneurial. And I do believe that when you're an entrepreneur, you're a creative spirit or something in there that needs to come out. But really the foundation of getting the business going will be sales and keeping the business going will be sales. Absolutely. And, you, have, and, you have to have the strong skill set for sales. And if you mm-hmm. don't have it, you can learn it. But mm-hmm. you have to because when times are tough and there are days where people won't buy your product, there are days where I'm not getting speaking engagements and I'm thinking, okay, I can't stop. i got to sell now. The product is me. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? Oh, yeah. I have to go to that networking event. you got other things. It's sell, that activity you know. that stirs up action or, or results. I guess I'm going to call it, yeah. adult, but it's the yeah, taking the first step and kind of being omnipresent, being everywhere. It will create energy. But you know, what I help people do is give them the path to close more sales and get that income or that revenue coming in so that they can keep growing. And I look at you and think, wow, you actually almost did it. I don't want to say backwards, not backwards, yeah. but you were handed the platter, yeah. the opportunity well before you were almost ready. Well, no, I take that back because you said that you had a business at the time, correct? Yes, well, you, yeah, you I were, did. Okay, you were selling. Okay. Always was selling, except for when I, you know, I made a bad choice and I was married to somebody who was like, well, I don't think you need to do anything, you know, you just need to take care of me. And no, no, no. Let's just wrap this up. Her website, by the way, listeners, is HeyTana.com. You can go there and you can follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is is it Hey Tana? Everything okay. pretty much Hey Tana, except for Facebook, it's Tana Gertz. I have a Hey Tana Facebook page, but that got all filled up. So it's just Facebook.com slash Tana Gertz. Spell Gertz for them. And then you can find her kids' book on Amazon, right? You can get it on my website because I personalize them. Okay. Every book that I've ever sold, I personalize it to a kid, a school, a teacher, or a library because it's, awesome. it's more that I love way. that. Yeah, and I also have a personal development book that I had the opportunity to co-author with Jack Campfield and 20 other inspirational speakers, and it's called The Power of the Platform. And it's also on my website, and right now I have those on sale for $10. Both of the books are on sale for only $10. And they both come signed. So I would be more than happy to sign them to whoever might need a little extra boost in their life or a child's life. Awesome. Awesome. You you did that for my daughter. My daughter's cherishes her. She's gotten in her bedroom. Oh. Okay, Tana, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us oh, and gosh. encourage us. I recommend following her on social media and just getting around her energy. That inner energy is contagious. 